This is the Commonwealth City Church Podcast. Thanks for listening. Commonwealth is a church in Lexington, Kentucky. For more info, visit our website at commonwealthcitychurch.com and follow us on Instagram at comcitychurch. We hope you enjoy the message. Two years ago, I was reading a conversion story of a young 15-year-old that was on his way to somewhere in downtown London, but a blizzard was going through in 1850. And he was forced to walk into a small congregation, and due to the blizzard, there's only 12 to 15 people there. And he noticed after much awkward silence that the pastor couldn't even make it due to the blizzard. So this man that was supposedly a janitor got up and started quoting one verse over and over and over again for 15 minutes. And it was, look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. And he kept on saying it and mispronouncing it, and there was no eloquence in his speech. There was no wisdom that he was trying to expound from the text. It was a janitor that just got up there and said, to 10 to 15 minutes, this one verse. And this 15-year-old that walked in there against pretty much his will uh, wanted to go back out into the blizzard and did not want to hear a single word coming from this man's mouth at first. But slowly, his heart softened, and he accepted Jesus and ran in the blizzard like nothing was wrong in the world. And the man that was converted was named Charles Haddon Spurgeon. Some of you might know who that is. He is someone that's influenced my life, but influenced Christianity the past 200 years and is very notable. And my attempt today is really to be the janitor. I know, and I want to prove this over and over again, that the word of God is living and active and sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing bone and marrow, dividing the soul, that the word of the Lord is like rain and snow that falls to the ground, and it does not go back without completing what it purposed. In the same way, the word of the Lord does not go out empty and does not come back void, but it accomplishes which he purposed. So today, we're going to be all over the place, (laughs) honestly. Um, This will not be exposition of Psalm 103. My attempt today is ultimately that you guys leave just saying, God spoke, and today, if he does speak to you, Psalm 95 encourages us, that your hearts would not be hardened as in the day of the rebellion. In the last service, I felt convicted to do this, and I feel the same conviction, that there's a passage in Romans 15, you don't have to flip there, but it says, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another, that with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of your Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to do that by a prayer we probably all know, and it's, I grew up Catholic, so the Our Father is what we call it, but the Lord's Prayer. So with one voice, we can just pray this together. It won't be on the screen, so I apologize if you don't fully know it, but just listen to everybody else. Uh, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. That today we're going to open and close with Psalm 103 and really answering five questions. Who is God? 
Who are we created to be and what is everything that has to do with the fall affected us? How have we been redeemed by a king named Jesus? What is the kingdom of God now and what is the kingdom of God in the future? And what are we looking forward to? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let me not forget his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your disease, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like that of the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide nor keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins or repay us according to our iniquities. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love to those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As the Father shows compassion on his children, so the Lord shows compassion on those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. And as for man, his days are like the grass and flourishes like one day and then the wind comes and is taken and its place is known no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness on his children's children to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all you his angels, you mighty ones who do his deed carrying out, or mighty ones who do his word, carrying out the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his ministers and his hosts that fulfill his will and carry out his will. Bless the Lord, all you his works and all of his domain. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Who does the scripture say God is? This one that forgives all iniquity and heals all disease and redeems your life from the pit. <sighs> Isaiah 6, when Isaiah, in the, king, the year King Uzziah died, he saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And with six wings each, two covered his face, two covered his feet, and with two wings he flew. And one called to one another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. <laughs> and Isaiah said, or at the threshold began to shook at the voice of him who called and the house was filled with smoke. And Isaiah said, woe is me for I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of un people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of glory. Who is this God? Who has measured the water in the hollow of his hands? Isaiah 40 says. Who has marked off the heavens with a span? Who has encompassed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord? And what man has given him counsel? Does whom did he consult and who made him understand? Who taught him the way justice? Who taught him knowledge? Who showed him the way of understanding 
Behold, the nations are but a drop in the bucket. They are counted as dust on scales. When he moves his hand against the coastline, it's like it's fine dust. All of Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor all its beasts for a burnt offering. The nations before him are as nothing. They're actually less than nothing in emptiness. To whom will you liken God, and what likeness compare him with? An idol? A craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and they create for it silver chains. And he who is too impoverished creates for himself a idol made from wood for an offering. And he seeks out a skillful craftsman to let it stand up, that it will not move. Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you? Have you not heard from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the world? That it is he who sits above the earth, circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads it like a tent to dwell in. He makes princes nothing. There is emptiness. The rules of the earth are as emptiness. Scarcely are they sown, scarcely planted. Scarcely they take root in the ground. But when he blows on them, it withers. And all, the tempest carries it off like stubble. Who is like me that you should compare me to him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and see who created these. He brings out their host by number, knows their name all together. And not one is missing. For by his great might, and because he's strong in power, not one is missing. And why do you say, O Israel, and speak, O Jacob, that my way is hidden from God, and my right discarded by my God? Do you not know, do you not understand? The Lord is the everlasting God, the first, or the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow weary or faint. His understanding is unsearchable. And he gives power, increases power to the faint. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the young they grow weary. And the young man falls exhausted still. But those who renew their strength will mount up on wings like eagles. They will not grow faint or weary. Those who walk will not grow faint, and those who run will not weary. And this is our God who created the stars in the heaven, who is above all things, and sustains the universe. And he created man from the dust and breathed life into him. And it says in the early chapters of Genesis, man and woman fell. For the arm of the Lord, Isaiah 59 says, it's not shortened that he cannot save, or his ear dull that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have created a separation between you and your God. And your sins have caused him to turn his face away from you so he cannot hear. 
For your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your mouth speaks forth lies and your tongue mutters wickedness. Scarcely, no one enters suit justly. No one goes to court honestly. They rely on empty pleas carrying out lies. They conceive mischief and give birth to iniquity. And Romans says, there is no one righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. They have all turned aside and together they've become worthless. No one is good. No, not one. For out of their mouth is lies. Their tongue is used to deceive. Their lips are venom like vipers. From their mouth is bitterness and curses. Their feet are quick to shed blood, and their path is ruin and misery. There's no, the, peace, the way of peace they have not known, and the fear of the Lord is not before their eyes. And the law shows every mouth is stopped, and all are held accountable to God. Because the law shows sin, and we are truly due to the law, cannot be justified because through the law comes knowledge of sin. Therefore, righteousness is far from us and justice does not overtake us. We groan like bears and we moan, moans like doves. We hope for light and behold darkness. For brightness and behold gloom, we walk in. We grope against walls like we're blind. We grope like we have no eyes. And when the Lord saw it, it displeased him. And he looked for someone to intercede, and there was none. And this is the story of the Old Testament. There is not one righteous. We see the law given, and everyone breaks it. We see kings chosen to be God's representative, but they want to be rulers like the rest of the nations. We see judges that do what's right in their own eyes, and we see prophets that are supposed to give the oracles of God and do, but are killed because of it. So now we need a better law keeper, a better sacrifice, a better king. We need a better intercessor. And he is the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and there is not anything that was made without him. He is the life, the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, everything is made in the heavens and on earth, whether rulers or authorities or dominions or power. And he is the, the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds every atom in the universe by the word of his power. In all of this, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Our dear reconciler and intercessor is a servant, and he 
And as God says in Isaiah 53, my servant shall act wisely. He shall be high and lifted up. He shall be exalted. As many were astonished at him. His appearance was so marred. <sighs> beyond human semblance and beyond that of the creatures of mankind. So shall he sprinkle many nations and kings shall shut their mouths because of him. And he had no... Oh, for that which they have not been told, they see, and that which they have not heard, for that shall they not understand, they hear. And who has believed what he has heard from us? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. No beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. Like one who men's turn their face away from, he was despised and we esteemed him not. He surely has carried our sorrows and borne our griefs. Yet we esteemed him rejected or stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression and crushed for our iniquity. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and by his wounds we are healed. And all of us are like sheep who have gone astray, everyone to his own way. Yet the Lord laid upon him the iniquity of us all. And he was afflicted and he was oppressed, yet he did not open up his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and a sheep before the shears, he was silent, so he did not open up his mouth. And those of his generation who consider that he was cut off from the land of the living. He was stricken for the transgressions of my people. And he was laid to the grave with the wicked and buried in a rich man's tomb in his death. Though he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. And out of his soul an offering for guilt. And he shall prolong his days and see his offspring. And the Lord's prospered his hand. And out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. And by his knowledge shall my righteous one, my servant, account many to be righteous. By also taking their sins. He, the portion shall be divided among them with him, and he shall divide the spoils with the many. And he poured out his soul to death and was numbered among the transgressors, yet he took the sin of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. It also says in Galatians that he, cursed is he, for he, anyone who is hung on a tree, becomes a curse. And he who knew no sin became sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. And what does this mean for us? Is he dead? After making sacrifice, it says that he's raised on the third day. 
and is seated at the right hand of his Father, who is in heaven. And you who were dead in your sins, Ephesians 2 says, you who were dead in your trespass and sins, following the course of this world, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, carrying out the desires of your flesh and the passions of your mind and your body, and who are by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, has made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And he has raised us up with him in heavenly places. Together with Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show his immeasurable riches and grace and mercy for those who are in Christ. And for by grace you have been saved through faith. And it's not of yourselves, but a gift of God. And it's not of your work, so that no man may boast. For you are his workmanship, created by Christ Jesus for good works, which God has laid beforehand that you should walk in his ways. And what are his ways? In Matthew 5 through 7, uh, the king's speech, I call it, shows this kingdom and how us citizens of Christ live this side of eternity. And it says that Jesus, seeing the crowd, went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be or receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are you when others revile and persecute you and utter all kind of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. It also says you are the salt of the earth, and if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do you put a lamp under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that people may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until the heavens and the earth pass away, not an iota and not a dot will pass through my law until all is accomplished. So whoever relaxes the least of these and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But those who do them and teach them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Therefore your righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees. And if it doesn't, you will never inherit the kingdom of heaven. Again, you've, or you've heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder, for whoever murders is liable to the judgment. But I say to you, everyone who is angry with his brother is liable to the judgment. Whoever insults his brother and sister is liable to the council, and whoever says you fool is liable to the hell of fire. So if you're offering your gift there before the altar and they remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, then leave your gift at the altar. And come to terms with your accuser quickly 
on your way to court, lest he hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put into prison. For truly I say to you, you will not get out until you pay every last penny. You've heard that it was said, do not commit adultery, but I say to you, whoever looks at a woman or a man with lustful intent has already committed adultery with them in their heart. So if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. But it's better that you lose one of your members than your entire body go into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it's better that you lose one of your members than your entire body be thrown into hell. You've heard that it was said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, do not, or whoever marries, or whoever divorces his wife, except on the grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you've heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it's his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not make an oath by your head either, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. If someone would slap you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. If anyone would sue you for your tunic, give him your cloak as well. If anyone would make you walk one mile with him, walk with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you. Do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. And you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbors, but hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons and daughters of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends his rain on the just and the unjust. And if you only love those who love you, what more, or, yeah, what reward do you have? Or don't even the tax collectors do that? And if you only greet your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Or don't even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. (sighs) Beware of practicing your righteousness before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And when you give to the needy, do not sound a trumpet before you as the scribes or hypocrites do in tax collectors, um, in street corners, and in alleys. In order to be praised by others, for then you'll have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. But they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. For your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who stand and pray in synagogues and street corners in order that they may be seen by others. But when you pray, for they've already received their reward, go into your room and close the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they'll be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for you know that your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask him. So then pray like this. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread 
And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive those who trespass against you, so will your transgressions be forgiven. But if you do not forgive those who trespass against you, your Father will not forgive yours. And when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites who look gloomy and disfigure their faces, that they may be seen by others. For truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may not be seen by others, but your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And why are you anxious about your life and what you'll eat? Oops, sorry, skip. Uh, there it is. I am flawed, just know that. Uh, the, do, 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 there you go. Don't it for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And your eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eye is full or healthy, your body is full of light. And if your eye is unhealthy or diseased, your body is full of darkness. And if the light in you is actually darkness, how great then is the darkness? You cannot serve two masters, for you'll either love one or hate the other and be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money or possessions. And why are you anxious about your life and what you'll eat and what you'll drink and about your body and what you put on? For is not life more than food and your body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the air and how they neither gather, grow, and um, reap into barns, but your heavenly Father provides for them. Are you not of more value than they? And you who are anxious, can you add a single hour to your span of life? And consider those who are anxious about their clothing, the grass of the field, and how it neither spoil, soil, yeah, spins nor toils. And yet, I tell you, Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if the grass of the field, your father provides beauty, and today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, how much more will he provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? And why are you anxious saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we put on? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So seek the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And you're not being anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough to worry about in itself. <sighs> Judge not, lest you be judged. And the judgment you pronounce on others will be placed on you. And the measure you use will also be used towards you. And you, when you see your brother or sister trying to take the speck out of their eye and not notice the log in your own, or you say to your brother or sister, let me take out that speck of your eye and neglect the log in yours, you're a hypocrite. First, take out the log that is in your eye, and then, when you see clearly, take out the speck that is in your brother's. The dogs, do not give the dogs what is holy, or throw pearls before swine, lest they turn around and attack you after stamping or tramping, yeah, stomping all over. Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. For whoever asks receives, seeks, finds, and knocks, and it will be open. 
And you parents, if your children ask you to give them a bread, will you give them a rock? And if they ask you for fish, will you give them a serpent? And you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask? What you wish others to do to you, do also to them, for thus you fulfill the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. Enter by the narrow gate, for it is hard and narrow, and those who enter by it for eternal life are few. And beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves, for you will recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thistles or figs from thorn bushes? So every healthy tree that bears bears good fruit, and every diseased tree bears bad fruit. And those who not bear good fruit will be cut off and thrown into the fire, lest you'll recognize them by their fruits. And not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. And on that day, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name? Do we not cast out demons in your name? Do we not do great and mighty acts? But I will say on that day, Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. So everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came, the rain fell and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house. But it did not fall because it was built on the rock. But those who only hear and do not do, will be like a foolish man. And the rains fell, and the wind started blowing and beat against that house, and the house fell, and great was the fall of it. And this is the Sermon on the Mount, the kingdom of God, and how we're supposed to live as citizens. Not just by hearing, but doing. But there's also a kingdom that we live in right now, but one that is to come, and we're one day closer than when we first believed. And John in Revelation 21 says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven, the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw a city coming from the sky, a new Jerusalem, adorned like a bride for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He shall be our God, and we will be his people. And he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. And there will be no more death or mourning or sorrow or pain anymore, for the former things are gone. And he said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write these things down, for they are trustworthy and true. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water from the fountain of life without end. And to those who conquer in my heritage, I will be their God, and they will be my sons and daughters. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And let me not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. 
who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses and his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide nor keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sin or repay us according to our iniquity. As high as the heavens are above the earth, as far he shows his great love for us, to those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he's removed our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion on children, so the Lord shows compassion on those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. But the ways in life of man are like grass. His days are like grass. And he flourishes like the flower one day. And the wind comes and takes it away. And its place is known no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to his children's children. To those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. But... Oh, the Lord establishes throne in the heavens and rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you, his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, carrying out the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you, his host, you ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all you, his works and all of his domain. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts.